0: Hey there, my name is Lars van Vegen. welcoming you to the Burnout Power podcast, the show where you will get inspired from people all over the world who not only recovered from burnout, but also grew more powerful afterwards. You will get encouraging stories, insights, and actionable tips to move you away from your burnout history into a stable and powerful life. Let me know what you think via Lars at burnoutpower.com. In today's episode, our guest is Silver Storick from Scotland, who's done some inspiring things after recovering from burnout. He launched several initiatives like Give Two Hours and his book The Lamputu to promote global unity, consciousness and co-creation. Silver now guides amazing human beings all over the world into their magnificence by embracing the simplicity, beauty and awe of life. Where Silver enters, magic happens. And it's time for you and the world to shine. I silver, welcome. Very nice to have you on our show today.
1: Thank you for having me, Lars. It's a pleasure to be here with you and your wonderful
0: listeners. Thank you. Are you ready to share your insights with us? I certainly am. I'm
1: ready to give everything I've got to support everybody who's out there and recovering from burnout and determined to make sure that it never happens again.
0: Yeah, that's the idea. So let's dive right in, as our listeners can't wait to hear your powerful stories then.
1: Excellent. Fire away.
0: Yeah. So to start it off, to start it off easy, I normally ask you about a few hobbies that help you prevent stress or another burnout. And in your case, you've mentioned two, of which one is quite obvious that it helps with stress, that the first one, remember, was playing basketball. Basketball which I thought was sort of an obvious one, how it helps stress, right? Like any the, the other sports, when you join something, it's good for your health and your well-being. But the second one was for me, was less obvious how it helps you. And what was the second one?
1: The second one is mentoring NGOs.
0: Yeah. Specifically on Bali, right? Yeah. I'm currently
1: based in Bali and yeah, yeah it's, it's a,
0: uh, so, sorry to interrupt you, but just to be clear, NGOs, uh, uh, let me make it clear that the non-profit organizations that work independently from any government, right? That's NGOs. Yeah. yeah. So you work currently on Bali. Cur- currently, yeah, we
1: are launching Give Two Hours in Bali, which launched actually a couple of weeks ago, and we are supporting a couple of NGOs at the moment, because they don't have the funds or the means to pay for upskilling themselves and their team to have a, a wider reach so rather than us coming in as white saviors and thinking that we know what they need it, it's really coming in from from an open heart to to support them in what they've already created because what they're doing is in, incredible so yeah it's it's just really it's really opened me up as a person and I love to I love to give back and I also receive a hell of a lot from from the people that that I personally mentor in this way so it's it's a really amazing stress reliever because <laughs> As 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 you'll know as well, Lars, when we get into these these states that we've found ourselves in through through stress and and burnout, it's it's very easy to become very very self centered. So this is this is probably the biggest key for me is yeah. to give unconditionally to to others and support them on their journey.
0: So and without saying to them what they should do, but really helping them what they've already done and and moving forward from that point so empowering them and, and
1: exactly them. it's really it's really about shining the light on them that's that's all that's all i, I really wish to do is try, shine the light on them because they they're already doing amazing things and they've created a wonderful model they know what local people need and mm. therefore all we try and do is to support and upskill them so that they can have a wider reach and make a bigger impact.
0: And then you're doing that from your organization, right? Give two hours?
1: That's correct, yeah.
0: Right. And can you can you give an example of um of one of their projects at this point?
1: Yes. I'll give you an example of Stella's child, which takes takes orphan children and upskills them with business skills. So it trains them over the course of a number of years to become young entrepreneurs and the amazing thing about these these young teenagers is that they almost always adopt a social impact ethos for their local village so they really want to bring mm. whether it's cleaner air or they want to find a use for all the excess plastic which Bali has in abundance. I think there's thirty mm. million plastic bottles used in Bali uh, alone every herbal. single month. Uh, so they can, you know, make art out of these bottles and, and leftover plastic and um, even creating hydroponic systems where plants grow within the bottles. There's lots of genius ideas. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Yeah, they're beautiful, beautiful kids. They just yeah, they blow my heart wide open whenever we're mentoring them so that's just R- one way that we can support the the local youngsters to become the new local leaders
0: and socially engaged from a very young age already definitely yeah. and yeah.
1: and the adults are starting to look up to them because they're they're well educated and all all the graduates from Stella's child they all find a job easily as well because they're so so well skilled
0: so um, you're telling me that you from from being uh, well stress and burnout uh, makes you sort of self-centered uh, to 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 monitor your health and pre- well to get back in the game and um, this helps you uh, helps well you spend your time helping other people so you're really focusing on the on other people as well this is a stress reliever for you but how do you make sure you don't forget yourself in this story? <laughs>
1: this is quite an interesting question because there's a bit of a paradox there because <laughs> part of the biggest problem for me has been being too self-absorbed and self, self-focused. So by giving, giving back and um, supporting others, it's really, it's really helped me to move beyond the me into the, the we. It's, it's, it's very important to, to make that transition. It's almost moving from the head to the heart. It's that short journey, which takes us many decades to work out. And then when we move to the heart, then everything gets much easier and we can feel and, instead of thinking. And, and yeah, we still need the me along with the we. So <laughs> as, as, you've, as you've highlighted, I need to also give myself time and, and make sure that I have days off, which is, mm. which is something that is hard for us entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And especially when you see the results of your work with the, the people around you, I think it's hard to actually take the day off because there's so much to do and to help. And But you're trying not to forget the me in this part.
1: That's correct. That's correct because it's yeah. the you know the me makes makes this all possible. So it's the journey yeah. of the me that uh, makes okay. it easier for for the we as well.
0: Yeah, but by well being more heart centered, you probably also make an easier connection with yourself.
1: Yeah, and it's a really important opening. Yeah, these these kids are just so so incredible. They have so much love. And, you know, once once we, we connect and even on our first meeting when we were mentoring these three young entrepreneurs, we we had so much fun that we were all hugging each other at the end. And then the second meeting, they're automatically coming up to us to give us hugs, which isn't normal in in Balinese or Indonesian culture, yet we we just have this warmth and love and they came to they came to see us at a speaking event on monday and yeah they really got the message that we were sharing and they're just they're just so full of love they just they don't have the limitations that that you and i have <laughs> after all the decades we've spent on the planet yeah, they,
0: yeah.
1: they're more free which is is such a beautiful energy mm. to, to be part of it's so <laughs> contagious.
0: Yeah. I can imagine. And how does, how does laughter play a role on this of fun and things like basketball and, and making fun together? And is yeah. that a big, is that a big part of that? Is, or is there a, sort of an informal bit, big part of that experience as well with them? I
1: think so. Yeah. Because they just, they just have such unconditional, smiles that just pour pour out of their beautiful faces non-stop <laughs> and and that's a theme for for the whole of bali to be honest i mean there's i think there's four million people here and there are four million smiles as well Ah, uh, yeah and and uh, less
0: reserved than in uh oh, let's okay. say a european country or a western country maybe less reserved
1: yeah they just smile unconditionally they don't want anything from from us they just they just want us to feel welcome on their beautiful island nothing else
0: ah beautiful good work you're doing there then thank you and the, (laughs) the
1: interesting thing is you know when we talk about burnout I mean, it's you've been there yourself, and so have a lot of our listeners, it it feels like absolute hell at the time. It's the dark night of the soul stuff. And Give Two Hours was born out of this darkness back in two thousand and nine during the worst recession the world has ever seen, especially for property developers and real estate mm-hmm. agents, which was my business at the time. And through through this darkness, I. I became very bewildered with the property business and and I think I was yeah I was listening to an Anthony Robbins podcast and at some point he said you know if you really want to appreciate life more or understand what life's about go and volunteer at your local nursing home which which is what I did I was really isolated in this um <laughs> this pit of misery <laughs> because everything had fallen apart I was almost Losing my business, fighting bankruptcy as the crash was mm. hitting hard. I was completely burnt out and I just wanted to give something. I was a member of the lifeboats, which, which means we were doing lifeboat exercises, you know, two mm. or three times a week. And I also thought, okay, yeah, I want to get face to face with some people that I can connect with. And I started volunteering at my local nursing home. And within Within a very short space of time, I could see the, the amount of people that I was personally impacting in a positive way, just from playing dominoes or other games or taking as many residents outside as I could on a beautiful day so they could sit in the mm-hmm. garden for a couple of hours and just chatting. And um, it would also give the staff a bit of respite and relief because yeah. they knew I could handle eight to 12 residents. So the impact was sometimes from 10 to 16 people just within two hours. Huh. So from there, I said, well, what could 100 people do? Mm-hmm. How many people could they impact? And that would be 1,600 people yeah. impacted within two hours. And then what could 1,000 people do and 100,000 people? And the numbers went through the roof and that's, that's where the idea was born the idea so, of
0: give two hours you mean
1: yeah the idea of ah, give two right hours yeah. was born because it was two out,
0: hours yeah
1: out of the darkness because it was two hours that i was giving every week at yeah. the nursing home
0: so that, yeah that was a well the birth of your uh, your beautiful idea at this point exactly so, yeah that what that happened during your recovery period that you've um took that step to to help other people
1: exactly and then right. it was a massive shift for me to move beyond myself especially yep. when i was really struggling and thought i needed all the help was to be able to say uh, well actually i can help others and you turn it around it uh, was really empowering and uplifting
0: yeah hmm. that's an interesting one if you go back to the um the burnout itself it comes with a variety of crashes you can experience right for instance having no clue how to get from your bed to the toilet in the absolute darkest period Um, tell us the story of your your most laughable your most ridiculous crash moment during your burnout oh god
1: i think (laughs) i think probably one of the most um, embarrassing moments was i was with this this beautiful new soulmate you know we had this incredible soul connection and we just came together at the perfect time and just our lives were suddenly filled with all these magical moments that we shared, and and then the the burnout started hitting hitting me me hard. And at one point, I said, "Oh, I'll have to take you to to my spa, which I'm a member of at the at the Sheraton. It was like this beautiful rooftop spa with all these outdoor pools and all these amazing heat rooms. And yeah, I mean this place." saved my life a few times because it would just, you know, help me unwind. And I was like, I really have to take you there. And she's like, silver, you took me there last week.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So your memory wasn't uh, in the right condition at this point.
1: (laughs) And at that point I was just like, oh my God, really? I had no (laughs) recollection of it at all. I was so stressed.
0: Not even digging deep. You totally forgot the experience. That's bad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I couldn't remember it at all. And, and, uh, I think why it hit me so hard was even when I used to drink alcohol, no matter how much I drank, I would always remember everything. Mm. So, you know, to be that stressed out that I couldn't even remember sharing that experience with her a week before was yeah, a real shock.
0: Yeah, and then uh, that was sort of a keep um, a turning point where you thought you needed help, and then and, and find the um, proper help for you or therapies to recover. Many people try a lot of different ter- therapies to recover. What was in the end the most beneficial for you?
1: Um, what was the most beneficial? Definitely a lot of rest and mm-hmm. a lot of um, a lot of pause. You know just pausing and stopping as, as much as possible and being in the garden i was in the garden a lot because i moved from the city from my life of being a, a dj and a property developer a record producer a record label manager all at the mm-hmm. same time and just yeah i had to escape the city and the, the debaucherous lifestyle that was there and yeah. So I retreated to the countryside and I just had this amazing garden. And I I got a couple of chickens and I would just build, I built their chicken coop out of recycled materials and I would uh, build a greenhouse, I built a garage using lots of recycled materials and just sitting in the garden looking at the sunrise and the sunset and connecting with the earth in my bare feet and
0: it just helped yeah, you a lot
1: yeah it, it did and i think that was when i got into the yeah having cold showers as well that really helped a lot just to invigorate me rather than starting the day in this hot shower which would just make my mind go over all the same yeah the same <laughs> monotonous thoughts from the day before and they would start again, they'd be like, Oh, no, here we go. Flip, flip the temperature to cold. All those thoughts are gone.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. yeah, Survival mode then. So a lot of people may be scared of doing that or what's your experience with that?
1: I would highly recommend cold showers for everyone. the colder, the, the water, the better, because it is so activating and yeah, it would just make me feel so alive yeah. and invigorated, as opposed to yeah. running the same pattern of thoughts. And this this turned into one of my favorite hobbies in Scotland, which was wild swimming. Just finding a what we call a loch, which would yeah. be a lake, a lake to you, or going down to the ocean, or or finding a beautiful river and just just going skinny dipping in nature and not a care in the world just yeah so this helped you this difficult. helped you
0: a lot and did yeah. you did you figure this out all yourself or did you take that official course from uh, wim hof
1: well wim hof definitely inspired me with a few of his documentaries and then i just started f- following him I he came to edinburgh as well and i did did his workshop uh, oh, yeah. he's, he's an incredible inspiration yeah. It's uh, amazing, simple, you
0: know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he inspires a lot. Uh, so, and it he also helps people, um, building it up at their own pace because it's something quite intense if you do it all by yourself. So it's good to do that in sort of a structured way someone giving advice, uh, how to do it in a proper way. So it's, uh, right. yeah good. yeah. So that's, uh, that's about your, um, your, your recovery, period. But after recovery there, uh, as you also know, uh, you've experienced two burnouts. So there's a huge risk of fallback ending up with the second or even a third burnout. Uh, what problems did you experience in that crucial time? So after recovery, I think
1: the the biggest problem was working out what to do next. You know, it's like, I've been leading this life, which has got me to breaking point, you know, what what the hell do I do now? And I was very disillusioned with with the property business, and I thought I never want to do this again. And mm. I, I had this strong call to create some community project, and you know, give two hours was coming into my field, and I had another concept which which was trying to come through called We Love Community, and. It could it, it could never quite formulate so so what happened was i just reverted back to what i knew which meant i started a property investment company and uh yeah. and got back into property development and launched a real estate agency and that led me to the second burnout i just yeah i just wasn't mm. I wasn't fulfilling my life's purpose through, through this avenue.
0: Um, and by going back to the, the, to the same things that you've already done before, <laughs> that you know, uh, it's sort of safe, but, uh, it didn't help in the end.
1: It didn't mm. at all. And you know, really when we have these very difficult experiences, it's trying to tell us something. So if, if we don't listen, then it just happens again and again and again. Mm and and i suppose that was the the biggest thing that i learned the second time round when suddenly my business just started f- falling apart i was i was you know meeting incredible targets finding properties for for buyers in a very difficult market in edinburgh and doing loads of deals helping lots of people who who had been looking for years to find their dream home and i was finding them and it was all going really well, and then mm-hmm. suddenly the universe had other ideas, and all the deals started falling through one by one, and this, this had never happened before, like three one week, five the next week, until I eventually stopped and said, okay, I'm listening, I'm listening. <laughs> Just tell me. <laughs> tell me what you want to tell me, I'm listening. And I'd reached that point where I couldn't get out of bed. I just could not get out of bed. I couldn't meditate. Your
0: second second burnout. yeah.
1: Yeah. I couldn't meditate. I couldn't do yoga, which was my saving grace. I couldn't even go out for walks. Um, Couldn't get out of bed. Couldn't do anything Hmm. until, yeah, I I got to the point Mm -hmm. where I was like, I understand why people take their lives because this is – this is hell
0: that's heavy yeah that's heavy how did you recover the second time also the same steps or something differently
1: well the second time once i'd finally let go um and when i say let go i mean i let go of a lot of the stories that were playing out in my mind that were saying oh you can't leave edinburgh because it's It's the best city in the world. Why would you want to leave? I can't leave Edinburgh because I've got two businesses here. I'm building these businesses. And if I don't get them to a certain level of success, then I'm going to have the same problem in my next business. And all these stories that I suddenly became aware of were keeping me stuck. And as soon as I became aware of them and where they came from, I was allowed to let them go. And after that, the message came through to start traveling the world and Mm -hmm. to become a writer, having never been a writer before.
0: That's the inspiration you received.
1: Exactly. It said, you know, launch, give two hours, this this heart-centered mission or purpose Mm -hmm. that you've never been getting around to because you're so busy working. Launch that, travel the world, and write about how you... How you do it and write about your adventures. And at this point, I was like, "Okay, I'll do whatever you tell me."
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a decision, but it uh, well, it's often also the decisions you take that shape your post burnout life. So, was this your your best decision in the end that initiates your journey from being the the, the ex burnout patient to someone growing stronger and more powerful than ever with your new life? Was this the decision? It
1: definitely was Lars. I, I just, I mean, I even had the voice in my head that just said, do not analyze this at all. It's done. <laughs> I've, I've made the decision. Yeah. You know, I'm going to leave my two businesses. I let them wind down, um, all right. put all my stuff in storage. I sold all my properties and, um, and then yeah a few months ago i sold all the stuff in storage as well so i literally have maybe Mm. five percent of the possessions that i used to have it fit in two or three pieces of luggage now yeah how does that feel oh oh it feels so liberating so so liberating i feel so free i i don't have one home i have a a home wherever i want to go in the
0: world now we have so much stuff Oh, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even imagine how it feels without all that stuff. I'm not, I'm not even a, a, a bad case, but still an, anyone in a Western country has so much stuff. It's, it's terrible. So I can imagine it feels really light, uh, uh, traveling the world without that much, um, possession somewhere else stored.
1: It does. It does. And it, yeah, so, so liberating. We accumulate so much material stuff and i think there's a real mm-hmm. there's a real metaphor within that because we don't all we don't just accumulate material stuff we accumulate emotional stuff as well mm. and we carry a lot of that baggage with us and that weighs us down as well so it was incredible to just let all that stuff go Like even really personal stuff, medals from childhood, photos, record collections, all my studio gear, and just to just to let it all go and clear space for for something new.
0: We're not accumulating uh, just physical stuff, but also mental or well, actually garbage, emotions, experiences, right?
1: Exactly. We, we accumulate material stuff and we accumulate emotional stuff as well. There's so many, um, so many things that we're holding on to emotionally. And this has been one of the most amazing adventures of my life over the, the last year and a half, unlocking all that emotional baggage all all the stories that don't serve me, all the past experiences, even as far back as childhood, and decoding them so that I can understand them and let them go. And that has been as liberating as letting all, all my possessions go. It's yeah. created so much space for for the the new guidance and intuition and and feeling to come through.
0: And I believe this is something you've, you've learned, or you have been able to let go in your uh, travels on Bali, right into the deep rainforest, the Lamputu. Could you tell us a bit about that? The story about uh, around the Lamputu?
1: Yeah, that's a a very interesting story because I started writing one book, which was the power of unconditional generosity which was about my journey from burnout to leaving Edinburgh and traveling the world and all the amazing experiences I had in, in India and Kenya and Morocco and Bali. And, and then I was guided to start another book, which was more simple, called The Switch. So I got that to about 70% done. And I just received this this intuition or this call to go to the north of Bali to the to the jungle to connect with the plants it's just like a little voice and i was like okay yeah I'll, I'll do it i'll go and i thought yeah i can f- finish this remaining 30 percent of this book while i'm there so i sit down at this amazing writing desk in an octagonal architect designed house half of it being glass looking over the jungle um, uh, surrounded by these incredible prehistoric ferns and plants, and uh, writer's block for five days nonstop.
0: Oh, nothing. Terrible. Yeah. Nothing. 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 Uh, um, in that environment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> told me That's to come terrible. and connect with the plants, and I'm here, yeah. and I'm not not producing anything. What's no. going on? Did Until you like- give up? Well, I did give up on that book. I said, "I'm just like, well, okay, I'm going to let it go. It's not coming, so I I let go of trying to control this outcome." And later that evening, the the plants began to speak and to to share their their wisdom, this ancient wisdom that has allowed them to flourish on this planet for literally millions of years so these these lemputu which is the name of these tree ferns Mm -hmm. are quite rare they they were around in the time of the dinosaurs so i was just in complete awe that they have managed to survive on this planet for so long and the wisdom that they hold then they just shared mantra after mantra of pure simplicity and love and high vibration and resonance for, for mother earth. It was like their message of guidance for, for us as humanity. It came through in this download
0: finally after five days <laughs> and, you were, and you were able to capture it.
1: Yeah, it was a whole new book and it literally came down yeah, in a, in a couple of days, they took me through a process. Which was a somatic experience for each mantra that it gave me, and it was like decoding more of my subconscious, showing me all the energetic strands of of this existence that I've had on this earth and mm. literally within I think it was two or three weeks, I had a copy of the book in my hand, all designed
0: so that quickly. Yeah. What can this book do for uh, for people that have experienced burnout? It can
1: really simplify everything mm. and bring you back to the, the, the core of what really matters and what really is on this incredible planet, which is uh, an amazing co-creation. Every yeah. single species on this planet has played a part. In in creating this Mother Earth. And what it reminds us of is that we are part of all of this. Every single one of us is part of all of this. And every single one of us has a unique piece of the puzzle.
0: Yeah, that's well said. Yeah, Lamputu. I'm really curious about that. But it's not your latest book, right? Because the co creation bit you've learned from that experience led you to another book, right?
1: That's right, that's right. When I arrived in Bali in, in July, i I met a a beautiful, a beautiful soul. She wouldn't like me using that word, actually. Um, let me think of another word. I met a, another beautiful adventurer who wants to come on mm-hmm. this journey with me. All right. And within, within our first three months, we started having these incredible conversations. And we had them all transcribed and three books were born within three months.
0: Three books. Um, yeah. Alright. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the the title of the book is The Edge of Connection, How to Co-Create Incredible Sex, Love and Radical Truth. It's uh it's a liberating journey in finding a new way in love. A different a different way to all the ways that we'd tried before. Mm. Um, partnerships, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, marriage, and relationships, and we just co-created our our own way and this new language of co-creationship was was born within that and what co-creationship has allowed us to do is to to set off on this incredible adventure together mm. where we allow every single part of us to be welcome. So this this allows all the darker sides of, of who we both are. And this also, these, are, yeah. these are the sides that are often denied and not listened to, when, which ultimately get us to burnout because we, we don't allow ourselves to feel sad or unhappy or guilty or um,
0: yeah, we, we have to focus on all the positive emotions, and also on <laughs> on Facebook and Instagram, right? Everything is positive, positive, positive. But that's not real life. There's more than just the positive news. Exactly. Emotions. Yeah.
1: Exactly. But this did help
0: you. This helps you explore that, and together.
1: Definitely, and very quickly, we after meeting, we both found self love and mm. acceptance, which is. You know, it's the holy grail is is for people to find that within themselves and yeah. And self love for for everybody who's listening is found in the dark. It's found in the darkness. The darker emotions. The the so called negative emotions.
0: Yeah, how does that work?
1: These are the parts that we don't allow to be heard. These are often the parts that we don't we don't journey with, we don't try and understand. Um well, especially speaking from my own experience, I would always mm-hmm. turn it into the positive. I must be positive, you know. <laughs> yeah. I you know, I am powerful, I am happy, I'm successful, I'm unstoppable. Yeah. Well, actually I'm pretty pissed off and angry and I'm, hurting <laughs> and I'm frustrated and I'm suffering here. Yeah. So when we allow ourselves to experience that and just be in it. For a while. This was the game changer for me when
2: mm.
1: when someone said, just allow yourself to be in that sadness. Yeah. And I did. And and then within that sadness, eventually the the intuition or the guidance came through and said, Oh, this is what you're sad about. It's like, Oh, okay. Well that means now I know what it is, I can change it. I can change something, which means that's not making me sad anymore. And in relationships as well, which is why this book is so important, we often put on this face of, you know, I need to be positive, I need to put on a good impression, I need mm-hmm. to be the man or I need to be the woman. And there's all these expectations of, of how this relationship or this marriage should be
2: mm-hmm.
1: rather than tuning into actually what's happening between the two of us Who are having unique experience together?
0: Yes, and burnout. Burnout covers everything. So also your relationship with your partner, or uh, yeah, well, well, that is also uh, that also needs to be evaluated if it still fits in your new self, in your new life, and in your post burnout life. Everything is is touched upon in uh, on burnout. So I think yeah, um, reevaluating your connections and, and with yourself to start with is a, is a good one.
1: Exactly, exactly. And our, yeah. our relationships are so important. They, they yeah. affect the way we feel probably more than anything. And um, yeah, the, 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 the most important part is this, this radical truth, which I discovered, which blew everything wide open. It's like, how can we be radically truthful with ourselves, firstly about what we're feeling, what we're experiencing? Um, And then how can we be radically truthful with others, which means how can we have the courage to express what we're, we're feeling with another without being in fear of what they might think of us or how we might be judged or how they will react?
2: Yeah,
1: And then that just... It opens everything up to this new way of of freedom.
0: So, so radical truth—that's uh, what you're speaking of.
1: Yeah, that's what I speak about, and what Georgia and I have embodied in, into this Edge of Connection book as well. It's a huge part of what has uh, liberated us in our in our co-creation. It brings us into the present moment. There's no, there's no past, there's no future. There's, there's only now when we really share our truth on a regular basis. It's, it's beautiful, absolutely yeah. beautiful.
0: If you, if you could send out a notification to everyone on the globe experienced with burnout, what few words or sentence would it say? This could also be a quote.
1: It's a great question. Hmm. Hmm. I would say step into. Your magnificence. You are part of all of this.
0: That's a beautiful one. Step into your magnificence. Thank you. That's a good one. I think your stories were very inspirational so far. Thank you for that. I think we've I've noted down also quite some some learnings. Uh, On all your stories about giving back with Give Two Hours, about your connection with nature, uh, your cold showers and your cold swimming adventures in Scotland. Uh, I think this has been amazing. Thank you so much. This will definitely help our listeners on their journey moving forward after burnout. Are there any closing thoughts you'd like to share with them, with our listeners?
1: I would just like to close with be radically truthful, always. You know, we live in a a world of fake it till you make it and everyone trying to live up to this perceived perception of what success should be and comparing ourselves to others. You are absolutely unique from this experience that only you have had on this earth. Share your truth, share your love, share your heart, share your creativity with the people closest to you, with your community and with the world. That's all I have to say.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Silver. That's that's good to hear. How can people best reach you or learn more about you or your books or your programs?
1: The best way to to reach me is either on my website, which is silver S I L-V-E-R-S-T-O-R-I-C dot global, silverstoric.global or reach right. out to me on Facebook, Silver Storic. And yeah, you'll be able to find out about the, the work with the edge as well. And there's there's three three of our books currently online at the moment on Amazon. Yeah, dive in and, and let us know what you think.
0: Yeah, I will definitely all enjoy sorry. the journey.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it is a journey and I think you've had a lot of journeys uh, and it's great that you've uh, shared them with us. So. I'll definitely link out to your website, so Silver Silverstoric.global and also your your public profiles to make sure our listeners are able to find you.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, good luck everyone. Just share the journey, you know, share the journey with, with me and Lars and stay connected. That's what it's all about. Connection.
0: Connection. <laughs> Thank you so much, yeah. Silver.
1: It's a pleasure, Lars. Thank you so much for having me on your wonderful show.
0: Head over to burnoutpower.com for the show notes with key takeaways and all the links. So burnoutpower.com and easily find yours by searching on episode number or the name of our guest. For my next episodes, I have a few amazing guests line up for you to grab their powerful insights as well. Please tune in to get notified. Make sure you click on that follow or subscribe button and you're set to move you away from your burnout history. Speak to you next time. Bye for now.